2: I am the Director for Tourism, Wildlife and Antiquities in the Ministry of Tourism, Wildlife and Antiquities in the Republic of Uganda. I am responsible for the coordination of policy formulation and implementation with regard to tourism development, wildlife conservation and museums and monuments development in Uganda.
1: James, do you hunt?
2: I personally do not hunt. I do not hunt myself.
1: But is hunting a management tool that you use for wildlife conservation in Uganda?
2: Um, For us as a country to be able to manage wildlife resource, the country has been, uh, uh, we have created wildlife protected areas as well as wildlife management areas. For protection of wildlife we have national parks and game reserves. For the management of wildlife outside wildlife protected areas we have designated wildlife management areas and these are within communities. And the essence is that communities would begin to realize the value, the economic value of wildlife because we go about it by doing monitoring, establishing the populations of particular species. And once we know the populations, then we give out hunting quarters. And these are usually 2% of the total population. We then advertise and ask outfitters you call them outfitters for us we call them concessionaires to apply for hunting rights or wildlife use rights in terms of our law we have wildlife use right class a that allows for sport hunting and the proceeds from the hunting are shared between the concessionaire and the communities in whose area the wildlife is hunted. And once the communities do realize that there is economic value in the sustainable and organized hunting of wildlife, then they themselves become the protectors of the wildlife because they view it as a resource in their own area. So yes, Uganda does undertake sustainable sport hunting as an economic activity but also as a management activity for wildlife.
1: How much money goes back to the community? Is there a percentage that by law has to go back to the community?
2: Yes by law uh, the concessionaires sign agreements with the communities and usually the districts or the local governments, and the communities are involved. I'm not quite sure how much, but I know that there is a good percentage of the money that is returned to the communities, and they are supposed to use it to enhance the protection of the habitat where this wildlife lives. So they leave the habitat intact for the wildlife to thrive as they also get benefits financial benefits from the concessionaires that bring in uh professional hunters
1: james what would happen if hunting was not available to you what if hunting was what if hunting was not a wildlife management tool that you could use
2: well if it wasn't then all the wildlife on private land would be wiped out because in uganda one of the biggest challenges we have is human-wildlife conflict, resulting from, one, the land is static, the populations are rising, the communities would like to use the land to grow food and to get involved in other livelihood projects. But once wildlife is looked at as a resource, then the communities will protect it. But if it is looked at as a liability, then people would hunt it away and get the land to plant crops. So we would not have wildlife outside the protected areas if we did not allow for sport or communities to allow their land to be used for sport hunting.
1: How, does it, how do you feel when somebody like Defra says, you guys don't know how to manage your resources? And so we're going to enact some laws that's going to stop the import of trophies from people hunting in Uganda because that's the way that your wildlife is going to be benefited.
2: Well, that's his way of thinking, but uh, those of us who are on the ground have a different view. Where wildlife has existed and where no organized hunting has been allowed, or it it has not taken place, the species have been depleted because people have hunted the edible species and have not allowed them to multiply themselves. Where cats are involved, these are poisoned, and uh, keeping of livestock then thrives because whether you allow for hunting or not there will always be need for land there will always be need for resources if communities look at sustainable hunting practices as a form of getting revenues that are needed to ensure that their livelihoods are catered for then you will not help us to protect wildlife if you stop sport hunting. If you went out to the communities that have benefited from sport hunting, they will be the ones to first petition against that kind of decision or advice.
1: James, is there anything else that's on your heart that you want to say? <sighs> um <laughs>
2: Well, um, the only thing I can say, I have been in the wildlife sector for the last 32 years. I joined in 1988 when we still had wildlife outside protected areas. As I speak, we have those populations that have gone down. The only populations now that are thriving are only those either in national parks or where hunting has been allowed. I have had sentiments where people who do not understand that hunting can be used as a conservation tool in their own selfish way of thinking, they only look at the trophies that come out of there, but not the survival of the species that are protected by both the communities and the outfitters in what we have designated in Uganda as community management wildlife areas. I would encourage DEFRA to visit those countries that are practicing sustainable hunting for him to appreciate, for them to appreciate, that issues of human-wildlife conflict can only be addressed positively through sustainable utilization, which, among other things, includes sustainable hunting.
1: James, you are the man, my friend, you, you are the man. The fact that you've been working in Africa and wildlife conservation for thirty-two years yeah. is absolutely admirable. Thank and you. Thank you. It is, you can. You are not a hunter, but you can appreciate hunting. You can see it at work. You can see it on the front lines. Exactly. And you have communicated that very eloquently.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, James. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. As always, leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. You want
0: to succeed.
1: You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest.
0: Oh! Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from seven to nine PM Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.